Cyber truck. What do you feel? How does it make you feel? <laughs> it's weird looking at this thing. Uh, you give it a little time, don't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, you got to let it mellow. You would give it a little time, and all of a sudden, it starts to grow on you. I urge you, take a second look. Maybe a third. Take a week. Come back to it. Yeah. Someone got to Photoshop this in traffic. The truck. Oh, that'd be sick. All right. We'll Just put the request out to the world. Perspective. We need cyber truck in traffic. Gridlock. Next yeah. to some subcompact vehicles and some work vans and the usual yeah. gridlock. Yeah. You were rock climbing. <laughs> Will just wanted to let everyone know today he was rock climbing. He spoke to me before the uh, we started filming. And he said, just can we spend a little bit of time talking about my rock climbing? <laughs> and I was like, man, that's not what people were here for. But okay, I just want to give a shout out. Willie does rock climbing. Uh, grip strength uh, with his pals, day pass. It's a whole thing. So he's, a real, he's an amazing rock climber, in case you're wondering. So I'm glad we got that in. Yeah. There's a new video emerged here, Cybertruck. Uh, oh, I ordered I ordered one as well, by the way. It's $100. What, is that even a real order? Or is it just a bunch of people having fun? Eh. Is it just the, the price of admission? Because you're talking 2022, you're talking $100 fully refundable. Now, I'm not taking anything away. Uh, Elon's out there tweeting 200,000 of these sold. Are they really sold, though, at $100, Will? Mm. I mean, I'm not angry. I was telling Kirk earlier, it's a whole new age thing. People got to put together the cash. Give them a reason to save up. For a hundred bucks, give them the, the page that says, you just ordered a cyber. It's a fun, mm -hmm. you can't have more fun for a hundred bucks, can you? You could pretend to buy that for a hundred bucks. Kirk, you can't have more fun than that for a hundred bucks. He just raised his eyebrows. He's having a lot of fun for a hundred bucks, apparently. Just to say. Just to say. Just to say. I'm just, so you select the thing, you send them a hundred bucks on your credit card. You have Google Pay, so it's already all in there. It takes two seconds, and then you say, I'm on order for a Cybertruck. Now, a hundred is a key number, by the way, because one dollar sounds stupid. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, it sounds like a troll. A thousand is too much time to think. <laughs> a thousand person, do I need a truck? Hundred. I just bought a Cybertruck. <laughs> it's a weird psychology, and I feel like they're really playing is. with us. They're toying, they're toying with us on this, uh -huh. where they're trying to find the optimal hype machine. Elon is building the optimal hype machine. He's not building uh, just a Cybertruck. He's not be just bending steel, Will. You see the memes? You see the tweets? You see the low polygon count? It's a whole package deal. And it's growing as it would, as a meme does. It is a thing now in the universe. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy to accomplish. So you bend the metal, you create the crazy silhouette, you let people participate in the party for 100. Now you got noise. Yes. You know what it's like when you're far away from a party and all you in and all you hear is you can't make out the details. Yeah. You're not sure what song is playing. You see the spotlight. But you just wow. know something's happening. Mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, maybe I'll stop. Maybe I'll check yeah. it out. It's like, come on, guys. That's uh Oh, it doesn't sound like my it. type of music. Maybe I'll just check it out. Yeah. I'm not really into the ah, uh, you know what? That's what he's got going on. Yes, absolutely. Out there, just outside of San Francisco, Tesla factory and the events and all that. He's got that, he's got that base going on, undertone. You got to pay attention now. If you weren't paying attention yet, you got to pay attention now. Mm. That's what this cyber truck is all about. And that's what people in general, is what you learn online. The noise in general. Not necessarily do you like it, don't you like it. In fact, the polarizing topics, figures, people, products, those are the ones that prevail. 
That's your retweets. The people that hate it are doing the promotion as well. Mm-hmm. It's all promotion. Just got to get comfortable in my seat there. I see. Yeah. For a second. It's all noise, Will. You see the people, they jump on a the hashtag. They want to be heard. Oh, I'm going to put my, gonna put my, my voice on it right now. Yeah. Hashtag Cybertruck sucks. Now it's into trending. Now another person clicks on it. You go, What's a Cybertruck? Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. Why is that in my feed? What is it you're talking about that you hate so much that I now know about because you hate it so much? Mm. You try to put it down and you bring it back up. Yeah. And then the people trying to bring it up, they're contributing to the same hashtag. They're contributing to the same conversation. The overall noise of the conversation. Top now you now even if you're the granny down the street in the in the in the in the townhouse. Like, what's a Tesla? <laughs> you're like, what's that base down the road? <laughs> I need to call the authorities. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That thing parks in front of your house. <clears throat> Anyway, more specifically, new video here. We have a little bit, uh, we have a, a video analysis to do here. We have a cyber truck having a tug of war with a Ford F-150. Now, I just have to, can you pause this for a second, Will, please? Apologize. So that F-150, that's not a, that's not a heavy spec, just to be clear. It's not their top of the list. It's not a heavy spec F-150. And on top of that, with these types of tests, and I'm just trying to, I don't actually own an F-150 right now. I should have a G, uh, GMC. Uh, I've had F-150s in the past. Yeah. We don't know a lot about it. We don't even know if it's, do we even know if it's a four-wheel drive? It could be a rear-wheel drive. We don't know. Uh, these type of tests have a lot to do with traction, as Electrek, on their, on their article, outlines. These type of tests have a lot to do with traction. Tires make a big difference. Tire choices they could just grab any F-150 and then their version of Cybertruck. You look at this profile image as well, I should, I should mention, there's been a lot of conversation about the scale of the Cybertruck comparatively. And I was worried it was going to be, I, when I first saw him, that thing is massive. Mm-hmm. But then here you start to say, okay, it kind of fits into the typical profile of a truck. But it definitely, in, in, in this image here, looks a bit longer than that four-door f-150 so when i was questioned i was talking on twitter i was talking to detroit board he said no they 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 shrunk the this and that but looking at this image right here i think it was being compared to some other f-150 beyond the popular one with the short bed Mm. five and a half four-door you see those f-150s everywhere Mm. you can configure that four-door with a six and a half bed at which point i feel like then they are the same size so i feel i still feel at this moment that that Cybertruck is going to be a bit longer than than what I'm currently, what you know, the popular four door truck that you see, but it's in the same, it's in the same realm. It's just that striking shape occupies so much more of your visual field. It it looks photoshopped, to be honest. It, it doesn't even look unreal. real. It doesn't even look real. Yeah. You see it on the road next to a real car. It doesn't even look real. But from this angle, it kind of looks cool, though, from up here. Yeah. So anyhow, they proceed to do this tug of war. For some reason, the it, it, it seems to me the Cybertruck gets a little head start or something. Play the clip now. It's at least rolling where the other vehicle doesn't look like it's rolling at the very. It has look how many views. Nine point six million. Elon's like, why is he? Why does the? Why did they get the chance to roll? I don't know. But anyhow, you see, there's no traction to the rear wheels of the F-150, and it just goes. It just gets tugged. It gets pulled. Now, regardless of the analysis of the clip and the fact that it gets to pull first, I think what they should have done is let the F-150 start pulling and then boom. Right. Blow it out. Just blam. Smoke and everything else. But you know how this is. It's a it's a it's an early version of the product. Everything's going to change. We're going to see a lot change as we get closer to the development. But I don't doubt if if we're looking at a triple motor thing, you know how torquey these electric cars can be. Mm-hmm. They can they can generate tremendous amounts of torque right out the gate. I don't doubt that this that this could happen, regardless of the specifics of this particular test. So getting back to the dimensions, 
I think this is uh, this is something that has just really intrigued me. F one fifties come in lengths from two hundred and nine to two hundred and fifty one inches, eighty to eighty six inches in width, and seventy five to seventy nine inches high. The reason the F one fifty is constantly used for comparison is because it is the most popular passenger vehicle in the United States. Kirk's looking around. We got technical difficulties. Yeah. You want to go ahead and fix that, Will? Yeah, this Apple TV is not streaming. You see, well. we're trying to mirror things uh, over here. I have to give it a second before it uh, reboots. Tesla hasn't confirmed the actual dimensions of the Cybertruck yet. However, they confirmed it's 231.7 in length, 79.8 in width, and 75 in height. So it is roughly the same size as an F-150, on paper, but the strange part just comes into the analysis, like the various F-150s that are available from 209 to 251 inches. There's plenty of them. You can select bed lengths to go with cab lengths, and it's it's a lot going on. So you got to kind of imagine an F-150 in the middle, somewhere in the middle of potential configurations for length. But you're, but yeah, I mean the thing just looks, it's absolutely wild, and and it out it. If, we're, if we receive this for what it is, if we look at this clip, it outperformed that version of the F-150 in this tug of war. But I fully expect it to do that if the spec lines up with what they're advertising. Now, the other big topic that came out of the event that I didn't really talk about a lot is the windows. The smashing of the windows, which a lot of people perceived as an embarrassment. It obviously did not go according to plan. It's not, and he had to continue a presentation in front of the window, yeah. which I felt for him in that moment. Oh. I was like, this is not going according to plan. Remember, my suggestion was hop in the car and say, I'm going to show you the other side until we get the window thing sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. Just right on the fly. But it's hard in the moment to figure out, you're just going to keep going. Am I going to make an alteration to the game plan here? And, and the speculation when it happened was, why are you doing this in real time? In fact, I even said, I kind of commend you for doing this in real time. That's mm -hmm. kind of exciting. You go out there and you freestyle. Yeah. But it turns out that wasn't the case. They're, they're a company. A lot of people work there. They test this stuff. And they did test it before the event took place. And actually, if you scroll down a little further on this particular article, you'll see a video clip in slow motion right there of the same guy, Franz. Is it Franz or Franz? Friends, he throws it, and this is behind the scenes before they roll the vehicle out, and it bounces right off that glass, no problem, right back at him. Steel ball, no problem, no shattered glass. Now, of course, that's not what happened during the presentation. During a presentation, the thing shatters very easily. It's like butter. So a lot of people started speculating what might have went wrong, and also started to imagine what might have to take place to avoid this from happening on the final product. So one of the benefits of dealing with a CEO who's incredibly public and available on Twitter is he actually responds to a tweet regarding the shattered glass. The tweet was, I know the real reason behind the window crack. It's okay, Elon, but maybe you should have th threw the ball at the window before you decided to hit the door with a sledgehammer. So this guy is speculating that the issue was the original sledgehammer blow, to which Elon responds, yup, sledgehammer impact on door, cracked base of glass, which is why steel ball didn't bounce off, should have done steel ball on window, then sledgehammer the door next time, dot, dot, dot. Hmm. So... The thing went out of order, or it could have gone in a different order and potentially had a different result. But then Kirk brought up the point when we were talking is what about in the real in real life? You you're driving around thinking you got this this durable machine. You're the doors getting slammed, things are getting slammed, you got steel everywhere, you're angry in general. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go in your cyber truck, you're ready for anything. And then someone someone taps your door then steel balls your glass because they know they the know ultimate the code. Yeah. <laughs> they know the Street Fighter code. Yeah. What is it? Remind me. What is it? Back, back, down, down. Yeah, A, B. Yeah. A, B, A, B. 
Everybody knows it. So that's obviously not ideal either. And I don't think he means that with this particular tweet. I think this is more saying, I, I, I think you're, you're still going to go back and attempt to analyze the engineering. But I think that there's an element here of, look, we did this particular combo resulted in this outcome. What, uh, what I realized is that they, while it didn't show in this GIF here, but the backlash shattered as well. And they didn't. They didn't hit the back. Panel, yeah. So, you know? so is it possible that there's some sort of? It was more just the vibration of the impact in general Maybe. weakened all glass elements of the vehicle. Maybe. You're not going to hit your car with a sledgehammer, for the most part. But yeah, it it does it does bring a lot of questions, and people have those questions, and that's and that's fair. But it did not stop two hundred thousand people from pre-ordering the thing with no advertising and no paid endorsement. Right. Because there's guys like us talking about it. Because it looks crazy. Mm -hmm. And because people want to watch it. I should also mention, for those in the comments that are saying, oh, you guys are all pawns. Uh, everyone's talking about... Uh, Elon snaps his fingers and everyone's talking about... People are watching it. It's not me. I don't set the metric. I talk about things I find interesting. And then you view the results. Mm. Go type Cybertruck and see a couple view counts. Sheesh. People are all affected by the same thing. You gotta look. If this thing rolls past you, you tell me you're not gonna double take in real life? You're not gonna turn your head. You. Talk to me. <laughs> no. I'm talking to everyone. You gotta there's some, you gotta look. You gotta look. Yeah. And so there's curiosity around this subject matter. So it's not just strictly everybody uh falling in in, in line and in, in, in publishing all their things in conjunction relating to the Cybertruck or ordering it because it only costs 100 bucks. It's public interest. It's consumer interest in a product that, that drives all these various other mechanisms that then happen after that initial interest starts to bubble up. Then we go into action, responding to the interest and our own personal interest and the customer interest. So the view counts are heavy on a Cybertruck. It, it might be the hottest... It might be the hottest hype machine that Tesla has ever put out. Mm -hmm. It might be. Coming back to the original, I guess. I mean, even, even beyond the Roadster. Just what I'm seeing on the view counts on YouTube and the retweets and the action on Twitter and everybody talking about it, it's wild. It's a perfect package. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's crazy, Will. No, I, I understand. I feel you. You see? It's uh there's products that do this. It's, it's shock value. It works. Beyond the product, it's a recipe for you got it's the whole concoction. Yeah. Viral All the little potential. pieces. Mm -hmm. It's the beautiful mind. It's the who's the guy? Beautiful mind. Yeah, it's the rain man. Yeah. It's the rain man package. You put it all to the equations. It's like you're doing a kung fu move. Yeah, I'm doing kung fu today. <laughs> I decided to get a little get a little workout up here today. It's kung fu today. Yeah. India confirms iPhone exports. This was the big question. There was all this talk of manufacturing assembly for various high-tech brands migrating to India as as a way of avoiding the beef that's going on between China and the U.S. as a, as a, as a being there, there being an advantage to moving certain operations to India. First, for the domestic market, which is the thing we covered the first time. First, for devices destined to be sold within India, because Indian local policy found ways to incentivize that, mm. to say, if you don't do that and you you hope to import your goods. To for consumption by our domestic market, then we're going to make it a little harder. We're going to take a few extra bucks. And then we're going to turn around and we're going to send you a quick email and we're going to say, look, you want to avoid that next, that sting a little bit? Yeah. Come and hire some people. Come hire 10,000 people over here and you can avoid it. That's the policy. Look, I'm not saying I didn't make it. I'm not analyzing that specifically. But it is. it has proven to cause these unexpected outcomes in the smartphone marketplace, new scenarios in the smartphone marketplace. 
And the next phase beyond just Indian made or assembled smartphones for the Indian market is that export piece, which that's the one China's got to be worried about. If you're China, that's the one you got to be saying, wait, can they can can they do this? What about Hey, Foxconn? Yeah. Get back here. Yeah. Foxconn? Don't don't build in India. That's the way you talk to Otis. Otis is your Foxconn. Yeah. Like, Foxconn, get, back, get back here. Get back home, Foxconn. Don't don't go to India. What are you doing over there? You're having way too much fun. What do you got a plant in Brazil now? Did you? Are you trying to go to Wisconsin, Foxconn? Get home. Hey, don't do that. Get Just back here, Foxconn. It's like uh, chill out. Clifford, the red dog. The big red dog. Huge. Yeah. Huge dog. <laughs> Somehow he gets lost all the time. You know what's weird? It's not that he's huge. It's that he's bright red. No, <laughs> no. one ever... No. You don't, no, you don't cover the fact that he's bright red because he's huge. Well, he's also 5,000 pounds. Yeah, but you ignore the fact that he's bright red because it, the big thing is what you analyze. <laughs> well, yeah. no, like, why? I'm saying there's no bright red dog in the world, is there? <laughs> there's also not a giant dog that's bigger than but your This house. is what I'm saying, though. He could have just been big. It just could have been Clifford the big dog. And he could have looked like a regular dog. Yeah. But then he was red, and there's, so there's more to the story. And someone's going to have to investigate that. I don't have the time yeah. right now. But there's more to Clifford's story, I'm sure. <laughs> Anyhow, China lost its big red dog. They're busy in India now. Foxconn. Cl not Clifford, Foxconn. Now, they didn't. You know they got the blessing if they're over there. But it does add complexity to this ecosystem because now you can imagine in this particular story, it's basically addressing the fact that it used to be only old versions of iPhones and only for the domestic market. Now you add the 10 and 10R that are being manufactured in India. That makes five devices being manufactured in India. And now you could receive, will he do? You yourself could go out and buy an iPhone and on the back of it made in India. Hmm. Where, where, where was China yeah. in that particular transaction? They did not participate, at least not in as much of a way as they previously would have. Mm -hmm. And that's a real change because it's hard to even put your hands on a product, at least here in North America, that doesn't say made in China. Mm -hmm. That's real. You, know, you try to find, so you try to pick something up. You can't do it. Arms reach. I can't. Maybe this microphone, this microphone might not have been made in China. Yeah, this microphone, whatever. Mm. Maybe even this mic arm. Anyhow, anyhow, anyway, you understand where I'm trying to get with this, Will? Oh, yeah. It's a big, big development, and it's big news for India. India's IT minister, Ravi Shankar Prasad, says Apple will expand its operations in the country and confirms previous reports that phones made in the region will be exported. Apple's supplier, Salcomp, will make components at a plant in southern India. They'll invest $279 million over the next five years, and that's the facility, I believe, that's going to employ 10,000 people. It's interesting times in a smartphone marketplace. A smartphone, smartphones continue to be the center or at least a focal point in this trade dispute. Mm. Where do smartphones land? Because they also represent this kind of icon of industry. Mm -hmm. The smartphone is the fringe. It's the top. The leading edge. It's the, it's the edge, not the fringe. It's the edge. Yes. What did you say? Leading or bleeding? I was going to say You know there's a difference. Bleeding. You know there's a difference, right? Well, you can use it for both, right? You can do whatever you like, Will. Oh, okay. I mean, you're the guy in the chair with the microphone. Yeah, that's it, deadly. Yeah, you can do you can, you can do a lot over there. Very risky. You can go up, you can go down, it's up to you. Uh, what do we have next? So we're talking we're talking about these electric vehicles. I mean, obviously we're talking about the Cybertruck. Mm -hmm. But you know Ford, they don't they just did a big thing themselves. They say oh, it's all year long. They're, 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 they're developing. They've got this new thing. They're having meetings and lunches. They, they, they decide we're going to put the horse on, horse badge. We're going to have the, it's, we're going to call it a Mustang, Mach-E. Years in development. People are fired. People are hired. Marketing and events. The guy got a new suit for the event. Yes. With the, with the, 
the threads, the pattern, in the, the twill, the, the tailor was working for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get overshadowed by this stinking cyber truck. Yeah. Jeez, man. They, they're sitting there. We got this figured out. We're going to go. We're going to go with this crossover SUV looking thing. And it's going to be perfect for everyone, but it's still going to be sort of aggressive. And it's still going to be a Mustang. And it's going to have the, and you know, it's going to be our play in the space. You can configure it in a bunch of different ways. And they had hype for about a day and a half. Maybe yeah. it was a week. They had hype for a minute. Well, we talked about it. We talked, hey, I'm trying, man. Yeah. I, it's interesting. You know? It's good. Even like, like you want to see this. You want to see multiple players in the space. You want to see this activity. Competition. You, yeah, you want to see enthusiasm around this new age, this type of tech. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting times. But you really felt like the Mustang Mach-E didn't even get a minute to shine. Because all of a sudden, coming out of left field with low polygon, and all of us are, all of us are staring at this Photoshop that's also real. And, and, and the Maki just fizzles. Well, today, I feel that the, the Maki got a bit of a resurgence because of this police interceptor render, making it a bit more mean. So you've probably been out on the streets, Will. You've probably been driving a car. Mm -hmm. You probably, every so often, you put the foot down a little too heavy, and then you Carry see the lights on. go off behind you. You got pulled over before? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Um, speeding <laughs> is exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. You go a little too fast. You yeah. get the speeding uh, ticket. And you get pulled over sometimes, at least increasingly around here, by a Ford Explorer. Mm -hmm. It'll be a police version of the, of the Ford Explorer. It will look a lot like this, but I think this might even be a bit cooler. It's It's kind of inspired by what those police explorers look like this one is blacked out and obviously in the top tier spec it's going to be fast it's going to have good utility and space in it they put the push bar in the front kirk's a big fan of push bars talk about the other day say you put a push bar in anything is better <laughs> i i tried to dispute he said nope it's a big plus plus for him yeah a push bar in anything yeah and so i feel I feel I feel that there's a way to kind of still drum up some interest over here. I think they need a meaner, they need a real mean version of the Maki. -E. They need a their own mini Cybertruck moment, and this is the closest I've seen. A rugged version would be helpful, and that that thing looks pretty good. It's it, at this moment that is just a mock-up. Mm -hmm. It came from Ak Ax. Axionov Nikita at Behance.net. That's where you post this kind of stuff. Behance.net. You're you're a big, yeah a lot of concepts. And stuff. You're a big guy over there. I don't know about that. Search him up. Look for Willie Do over there. Tons of renderings and Good Lord. art and whatnot. So this is nothing but a rendering at the moment, and it's a, it's kind of an idea, but it's also not that outlandish because law enforcement agencies buy tremendous numbers of. Ford vehicles already, so they could just, when they're on that order form, just check off a couple of these. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're going to have to get the charge situation figured out. They're going to need charging bays and things for th for this, but for police, it actually might work even better than going to the gas station, if you think about it. They're always sitting there at the, at the police station, juiced up. Yeah, they can build, like, a platform for all these cars. Could be cool. Charged up at night could be cool. Something. Plus, you, the police department government connected they could sit there and say we're not look at us we're environmentally friendly we got yeah. batteries look yeah. at us so anyhow it's kind of cool i like this look i think ford should take some inspiration from this and i saw the various versions that they had they had the their top tier is they go kind of premium there's the premium really luxurious looking one and then their thrill mode is gt go to the gt one there okay that's the gt one it looks fast now I feel like they just need a mean one. It should be called Mean Edition. And it has a Straight push up. bar 
and slightly rugged tires. Mm -hmm. And we'll see that one out there in the world at some point. So you pointed me to this next story. Huawei has teamed up with DVLA. Now, you can't see this side of the table unless Kirk cuts to the wide angle. This is the world-famous DVLA speaker. This is the gold version. This thing is expensive. It sounds amazing. It's very loud and exciting. And when you listen to it, it the the... The woofers over here, they wobble. I did a video on it once upon a time. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's it's a real feat of engineering. It's a bizarre looking speaker and it uses unusual materials in order to generate tremendous amounts of sound in an incredibly compact form factor. Now this one is about 3000 bucks. So not very many people are going to experience the capabilities, these capabilities. Will showing you my reaction. It's pretty wild. It's a wild time. But they're kind of leveraging their expertise and leveraging their technologies and teaming up with Huawei in China exclusively. It's pretty cool. They're trying to put together a more approachable, more affordable smart speaker. And it's looking a lot, I'm going to be honest, it's looking a lot like the HomePod, the Apple HomePod. Of course, this one is black, but the shape is... Oh, I guess the HomePod is black as well. I guess you can get it in black or it's white. like the fabric on it. Black fabric. It's almost the exact same shape as the HomePod. Huawei has unveiled the Sound X, a smart speaker built in conjunction with French hi-fi company DVLA. It's going to be a 360-degree sound, uh, sound speaker with 60-watt double subwoofer. It's not going to sound like this. How can it? They can't put out a product at 300 bucks that is going to be anywhere near the caliber of their product at 3000 But who knows? Maybe it's, even if it's 50% of what this thing does, mm -hmm. that's still pretty interesting. The downside here is that it's going to be a China-only release, at least for the time being. DVLA said the SoundX represents its first partnership in Asia and noted that China is its second largest region worldwide in terms of sales, probably after the U.S., I would guess. Uh, it's going to retail for $285, so not even $300. And at this point, it doesn't appear that it will ever show up in Western markets. There could be a couple of reasons for that. You know people's sensitivities with Huawei, mm -hmm. smart speakers, microphones. Always listening. So people have the apprehension the news that keeps breaking in public doesn't help with those apprehensions. So it probably makes a lot of sense to keep this one China domestic. But if the sound is good enough and people start saying nice, positive things about it, maybe you just turn off the microphone. I don't know. You're probably, you're probably still apprehensive, Will. Hmm. Will this have Assistant? No, it wouldn't, right? Well, how can you call it a smart speaker then? Oh, you mean Google Assistant? Yeah. No, it's going to have... Some sort of Huawei variant? No, wait. What will it have? That's a great question. Oh, wait. Maybe... Hua Huawei's Highlink smart home control. Yeah. And Xiaoyi voice assistant. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> uh -oh. And support for Huawei music. Okay, Xiaoyi. <laughs> right? You pull that off, Will? Give me a, give me a, give me a shot at that. <laughs> Zowie? Oh, Zowie. No, it's an I think X. It's, you I can't think say Zhao. that. Like it's, Zhao Mi. Yeah, right? Zhao Mi. Uh, so it would be Zhao Yi. Yeah. So go ahead. Zhao Yi. Zhao Yi. It's Y I. <laughs> you got to say okay. Right, right, you got to say okay as well. We got to trigger everyone's Huawei smart speakers. Okay, Zhao Yi. Yeah, Willie Dude. Willie Dude. That was rough, but you got it there. Yeah, you got there. I made it. You made it. It was all worth it. So it's got, of course, it's got the proprietary stuff in there. But it's interesting. Maybe DVLA starts collabing with more manufacturers and you get to see some more affordable price points and smaller form factors. They did do a small version of this, which we demoed as well. So it's a little bit less, but it was still incredibly premium in terms of price tag. $1,300 is the more affordable version of their speaker, which is just a Bluetooth speaker. It's not, not smart at all. Or I guess DVLA could also do its own. Yeah. Smart speaker, they could team with Alexa or 
Google. Wait, does Google do third party? Yeah, I guess they could team with either. Go with either. <clears throat> this one's interesting. Well, we got a, a, a record-breaking new jet in development that could redefine what speed really means. <laughs> wow. I, was, I read this article. Great article. Nationalinterest.org. The, the first paragraph had me hooked. So I'll just do a little backstory. This is, this is a jet, a military jet, SR-71, that has been around for a while now. Fastest jet. This thing here? Yeah. The Blackbird. I remember playing flight very... simulators when I was a kid, and I'm flying this thing around. It's so cool. Look at it. I mean, it's yeah, so cool. it's very cool. It's very iconic. It's so iconic. And if, if this thing is coming at you, if you're just on the ground, oh. and you're in a hostile territory, and this thing's coming at you, you, got, yeah. you just better reevaluate some things. Because you know you got the military's attention mm -hmm. if they bring one of these bad boys mm -hmm. nearby. So it hasn't changed, apparently, in a really long time. And they're working on a next version that's going to be... First off, this is the fastest one. It's going to be twice as fast. What? Wait, what? Like a bolt out of the blue, Lockheed Martin's renowned skunk works publicly teased one of aviation's great snark hunts. <laughs> Who's still with me? We're totally in aviation land right now. Revealing plans for a successor to the SR-71, the legendary Mach 3 reconnaissance plane designed with slide rules and retired when the millennials were born. Someone's having fun. It's like Hunter S. Thompson wrote this thing or something. I don't know. It's also, don't miss the sponsored content tag right there. It's a piece of sponsored Lockheed Martin content. So it's some sort of a war thing. It's incredible. The whole package is incredible. I'm going to continue. That 59-year-old aircraft, originally developed as an Uber interceptor, still holds the record for fastest sustained supersonic flight at 2,100 miles per hour. Faster than a 50 caliber bullet. I mean, you got to be interested now. If you weren't interested before. It's pretty fast. This is, it's like, it's something, it's somehow it's fact and fiction all together. I don't know. How to proceed. But the new plane just announced the SR-72 will, will fly twice as fast. This is the best line. So fast that at top speed, the very air entering its engines will be moving as fast as an SR-71. <laughs> it's the SR-72. The air entering the engines is traveling as fast as the previous jet. What? What? Excuse me? Wait. What are we doing here? But that's because of combustion and thrust, Will. What do you know about thrust? Nothing, really. <laughs> Nothing at all. Keeping combustion and thrust going under such conditions has been likened to lighting a cigar in a hurricane. How good is this article? It, it's why, having, why is this so metaphorical? Uh, that's why I love it. That's why I love it. It's okay, it's almost, it's kind of weird. Gotta, it's weird military poetry. I feel like you just got to read every sentence twice. It's military. It's, did you even know there was such a thing as military poetry? You know who likes an article like this? Dick Cheney. Yeah. Dick Cheney. Yeah, you gobble it up. Yeah, this is entertainment, this type of article for Dick Cheney. The, and he's smirking when he hears me say that right now. He agrees. The SR-72's planned ability to go from a standing start to Mach 6 and back again is a hat trick no one has been able to pull off. <laughs> so he's, he's talking about hockey now? I love this, man. I just, I just love it. Uh, anyway, so basically what you end up with and the reason you want an incredibly fast aircraft like this is because you can shrink world zones. You can make things a lot closer than they would be with a typical aircraft, a commercial aircraft, a regular fighter jet. You can make things far closer, so much so that it kind of boggles your mind. Because, you know, on this show, we talked about that new commercial flight. I believe it was from New York to Sydney. Uh -huh. It was the new, the new longest flight in the world. And yeah. it was some 18 hours or 17 hours or something like that. 
to go that far. But that's at the current commercial aircraft top speed. Now, when the 71, the SR-71 first launched, it was able to shrink Iraq to the size of Rhode Island. And the new SR-72 could shrink the Indo-Pacific to the size of California. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> You could get across the Pacific Ocean. You could get to India from here faster than you could get from Sacramento to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That's nutty, man. Yes. I can I can tell this is uh, your area of expertise, Will. You're adding a lot to this conversation. You're basically saying it's just super fast. And yeah, like super, insanely fast. Super duper. Uh, you can't even fathom how fast. Yeah. You can't. To, to, to just... To just pick up and go faster than a 50 caliber, twice as fast as a 50 caliber, and to do so at a sustained speed, you can, the world, you would have to start to perceive the world differently. Yeah. If you could be to India an hour from now, if you could be to California in 10 minutes, yeah. it's a bizarre concept. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you don't get one of these, Will. They don't just give you an SR-72 especially after this particular conversation here. But if Dick Cheney wants to go to India in an hour, he gets to go. Yeah. He's not, he's still alive, isn't he? Oh, he had the hunting thing, but he survived. You can't get rid of Dick Cheney. Yeah, he's the one who shot. Okay, he's, how old is he? He's 78. No, you can't get rid of Dick Cheney. No. He's eating, uh, he, he's, he's eating, the right breakfast cereal. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's eating the right breakfast. It's got a lot of fiber in it. Man spends $1.4 on game character, which his friend then accidentally sold for $552. If you thought I couldn't find a weirder story than the last one, which was sponsored content, by the way. <laughs> Maybe this is sponsored content, too. Who knows? Who knows anymore? Whoops! According to South China Morning Post, a man in China spent an eye-watering $1.4 on his character in um, a multiplayer game. Can, do we have to have that many letters? MMORPG. Do we have to have that many letters? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. MMORPG. Can we, can we shorten that? Yes. They could just call it MRPG. Just multiplayer. Really. MRPG. That's the difference. So can you just give us a breakdown on M-M-O-R-P-G? I know the first M is multiplayer. No, no massive multiplayer. Online. Massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Yeah, you could take out the massive, you could take out the online. Massive seems gratuitous. But why do we, do we have to have that? Or is that antiquated? Was it once upon a time because that was like an innovative thing probably to have that many online players? Okay, anyway. There's a game called Justice Online, which I've never heard of. Have you heard of it? It must be just huge in China, obviously. This guy really wanted this character in the game. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? If you have 1.4 million that you can even consider buying a guy in a game, Justice Online... If whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So he tries to buy the guy, but his buddy accidentally sold the character for 552. So how weird is this story? The man filed a, a lawsuit against the game company, NetEase, and his friend. So the guy... He spent $1.4 on his character, and then his friend sold it. Yeah, his friend borrowed it. He and borrowed it. Like, Would you let your friend borrow a $1.4 million character? What kind of friend is that? Yeah. That's a huge responsibility. So this guy, now I'm thinking, oh, he has a ton of money to spend $1.4 on a character. But then it's a different level of money to spend $1.4 on a character and then lend it to your buddy. Yeah. Now you don't even care about that $1.4 mm -hmm. Well, you obviously care about it enough to sue him. But yeah. it's, it's a wild... What a wild turn of events. Now, the friend, he said 
he actually wanted to list it for 55000 but messed up and put the wrong number in because he had a long night of gaming. Yeah, as you do. He he was he said the defendant claimed the shockingly low price was due to a typo induced by exhaustion after a marathon gaming session. Hmm. <laughs> Those MMORPGs, they'll do you. And what are these people? What what are, what is it? What are these guys doing? Why after a marathon session of MMORPG? Would you does sell? does he say now's the time? Now's the time to list this this guy that doesn't this character that doesn't belong to me that my friend lent me and paid 1.4 million for. Now's the time. Yeah. 4 a.m. marathon session, Cheetos everywhere. Yeah. The market's and right. The market is it's hot. Yeah. The market is right. I know my friend paid 1.4 million, but I'm gonna list this right now for 55,000, except I'm also gonna screw that up and list it for 550. So you know the craziest part about this is that the after the lawsuit the company agreed to give the 1.4 million dollar investment back. Mm -hmm. That's kind of wild. The comp you would think the company would say we can't help you here because yeah. he bought it presumably off of another mm -hmm. private person or maybe not. Does the game have characters that are that expensive? Right. Maybe. Sure. But apparently it says he got his 1.4 million back. Oh. So did he get his character back or did he get the money back? It's kind of confusing. You would think that they could just give him his character back. That, that would suffice. That would make sense, yeah. Just roll back. He did, however, have to pay 12000 in damages to the player who bought the pricey character on the cheap. So the guy who got it for 500 bucks ends up with 12000 in damages. <laughs> it's a win for him. What I a guess. wacky story. Because of the anguish. He thought he got the deal of deals. Yeah. He thought he had a $500 million character. Then he had to find out the terrible truth that that didn't take place. Mm -hmm. And then in order to deal with his anguish, take 12000 instead of the massive bargain what uh, i don't know really what to say about this I, I don't what's the most you ever spent did you ever play one of these games will where you're where, yeah, you're, where you're putting I the mean, outfits on and everything <laughs> online yeah i mean diablo 2 or 3 was pretty big you were just putting you were putting all these outfits on <laughs> really concentrate on the outfits there but you know, well, in, how else do you spend the money? I don't. I don't. It, in, it most, uh, it's mostly I, just that. I would say in uh, Diablo three, at the beginning, had like a <laughs> a real auction that you can buy with real money. But what are you buying? Uh, yeah, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things, I mean. I remember. Okay, obviously stuff. Fortnite recently blew up, and and this. It's not just skins. The idea of what is this? They give you the game, and then. It's a whole freemium. It's freemium, a whole yeah. thing. It's it's a hot topic right now. Loot boxes are another hot topic. It's all really coming into the mainstream now. But I understand it's been going on for a really long time. I know people in the comments are having a they're having a boomer fest right now. Boomer this and that because I'm making fun of the idea. But for me, it always did boil down to kind of what I'm saying, and I have tried it before. Why am I? I don't care about this outfit. I, it, uh, honestly, it never it, clicked. It never yeah, clicked for me. I, yeah. For Fortnite, it's really about the skins. That doesn't affect the gameplay. But in, like, these RPG games, um, equipment does. Oh, so this guy can pay his way to the top of the game? Exactly, yeah. So he Perk's can, nodding his head? He can possibly have the most powerful character Oh, okay, all right. So it I, does affect the Oh, gameplay. okay, then I understand that. But then why would anyone want to play who, doesn't, who can't compete? Who doesn't, can't spend enough money to compete? Yeah. Well, maybe he wanted to be in like an in crowd of like the top tier and he wow. just paid his way in. The plot thickens. Yeah. Anyway, it's getting out of hand. If you got 1.4 million to spend on this, go for it. All, all the better. I, I just don't, for me, it, I, it, the appeal is not obvious. Yeah. But if this guy, I don't even, you know, Will, I'm not playing that many games. You, if I play a game, I want to dip in and dip out. Yeah. This stage of my life.
if I play a game, I need a dip in and a dip out. Mm -hmm. And if you need my whole life, you need the 1.4 million. I got to have all the outfits. I got to be in the in the crowd. I got to have the yeah. I got to have the two M's ORPG. And I got to have my own guild. And I got to have my and we're and gotta we got it and like, we're we're setting up meetings at the right times. Raids. A lot of raiding. I can't uh, No. Maybe Minesweeper is your game. Yeah, I can dip <laughs> in and dip, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. I can dip in. Yeah. I dip in, I dip out. There you go. So, but who knows? Maybe later on in my life, I become MMORPG. You become him? <laughs> <laughs> I become a massive multiplayer. <laughs> it, later on in my life, a few, a few hours open up, and I'm just massive. Yeah. In, <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> a few hours open up, and I'm massive in the game. And I'm deep. You're wheeling and dealing. Yeah, and I'm dealing. I'm wheeling and dealing, and I'm deep in the game, and my guilds are there. And maybe later on in life. Yeah. I'm not going to rule it out. It's a possibility. And you got to do what you got to do, for the record. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. If, you gotta, if it's got to be justice online, then that's what it's got to be. You got to do what you got to do. But just make sure you got to 1.4. Before you go crazy with the outfits. Mm -hmm. That's the moral of the story. Willie Do, what do you want to do? You, you, you said you prepared something today for the people. You had a, just a statement you wanted to make. You had a thing at the end of the video. You were said, okay, uh, just clear out some space for me. I'm going to need about, I'm going to need at least five minutes, maybe 17 minutes. I got, I just, just give me the microphone for a second, Lou. Shut your mouth. Let me get to my thing for a second. I got to talk to the people. So go ahead. This is it. Have a good day.